0: Snowblowers are a great help in clearing out after heavy storms, but they can also be dangerous if not properly used. So, we're discussing avoiding snowblower injuries. This is Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Thanks for listening. I'm Joey Waller. Our guest is Dr. Gina Del Savio, an orthopedic surgeon and chief medical officer at St. Luke's Cornwall. Dr. Del Savio, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me today. So, first, in a nutshell, how
0: common are snowblower injuries in the first place?
1: Well, unfortunately, they're a lot more common than you might think, especially during heavy, heavy snows when the chutes tend to get clogged and people get frustrated and do silly things.
0: And so, it seems men get these injuries far more than women for the simple reason that the guys are usually the ones doing the snowblowing. But I would think that's all the more reason for the ladies out there to also take safety precautions just in case they give it a shot. Yes?
1: Absolutely. Again, most of these injuries happen because of fatigue and mindless carelessness rather than people doing a deliberately stupid thing. Snowblowing is exhausting. You're out in the cold air. Your hands are cold. Your feet are cold. It's not a task that anybody really relishes is doing. And you're using an incredibly powerful machine, which has a lot of danger points.
0: So let's get into some details here, starting with the fact that There are a handful of different types of snowblower injuries that are most common. What would those
1: be? So most commonly what happens is someone is using the machine, the chute gets clogged, and they put their hand on a brake, and then they reach forward and with their other hand try to just sweep the snow superficially off of the chute. What happens is someone will hold the brake and lean forward and try to sweep the snow off the top of the chute so that the snow can go in or come out. And unfortunately their hand can get sucked in.
0: And from what I understand, I've never used a snowblower myself. There are times when, depending upon the machine, of course, you can think it's off, but those blades are still moving and hence an injury.
1: Right. And it's not just that they're still moving, it's that there's a kickback. So even if you've done all the right things, you've brought the machine to the halt, you've put the brake on and nothing seems to be spinning. Well, the reason it's not spinning is because something is jammed in it. And as soon as you unjam the thing, well, guess what? The blades pop. And that's when your hand can get caught as well.
0: So rule number one, before we go any further is then obviously never stick your hand in there for any reason, right? And actually, if you need to unclog that thing, you should be using a stick or something else, anything but your hand,
1: right? Absolutely. You know, a lot of the newer snow blowers, because these are common injuries, as you indicated, now do include a device that you are supposed to be able to carry with you. But an old broom handle, an old rake handle, or a simple stick will absolutely do the trick. And the answer is don't stick the stick in so far that your hand is now in the way again. So again, just being mindful, even when using those tools, that those tools can get caught up in the blades and again, jerk your hand forward or twist your hand or wrist which is a different kind of injury as well. So when you're using the stick to clean out, don't forget that the stick itself can get struck by the blade. And when that happens, that can actually cause the, j- the stick to jerk very vigorously and cause a hand or wrist injury, which is different than sticking your hand into the blade, but can still cause a lot of damage.
0: Great point. So now it's also important To clear the surrounding area you're working on of any debris right like branches etc because the machine could also blow stuff toward you and that could cause a different kind of injury
1: exactly when you are using these machines the whole point of it is to throw the snow and of course it's going to throw whatever the heck is in there along with the snow whether that's rock glass toys etc and so again being conscious of what's underneath you but Let's be real. Most of the time, we don't know what's beneath the snow. So the best practice is really just to make sure that wherever you're shooting the snow towards, there's nobody there or nothing you don't want to have broken, like a car window or something along those lines.
0: If you really want to take the best precautions in that department, might it be a good idea to wear some goggles to protect your eyes just in case?
1: Absolutely. Again, anytime you're using any piece of power equipment, which is throwing things, that's always good practice.
0: Now, switching gears, you kind of alluded to this briefly at the beginning of our chat. As with shoveling, people tend to overexert themselves even when snowblowing, right? So how should they guard against that?
1: Well, again, know your machine. Make sure that the machine is right for your size. A 90-pound woman probably shouldn't be pushing a snowblower that's twice as big as she is, and that sounds prejudicial, but what I really mean is it's pounds. These machines are exerting an awful lot of force to lift this heavy snow, and you do want to make sure that you're using a machine that you're capable of managing uphills, around turns, and downhills. Or the machine itself can either drag you down and you can fall into the blade, or you can hurt your back by trying to push it up incline, even those that have a motor drive to them. I have had to snow blow and I have this big machine that my husband uses normally. It's great for him, but I have to be super-duper cautious with using it and I always make sure I use it on a level surface because it's too heavy a machine for me to take up or down a hill without taking significant injury for risk.
0: Interesting, Doc. Now I have to follow up on that one because I'm wondering how do you determine between your husband and yourself Who's going to get the snow blowing chores on a given day?
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you how it happens is that I look at him and I say, I need to get to work. Could you please go outside and snow blow the driveway?
0: <laughs> you tell him you tell him there's an emergency and you've got to go at once.
1: That's exactly right. I say, You're going to send the hand surgeon out to use the snowblower? No, honey. I've trained you well. You go out there and you do that for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's great. So you've just sent a message to all the ladies in our audience that snow blowing is indeed for both sexes, right?
1: It is for both sexes as long as you use a machine which is compatible with your strength.
0: Right, as you pointed out. A couple of other things before we let you go. So again, switching gears a little bit. What pre-existing conditions might someone have that could mean it's a good idea not to snow blow at all, or just at the very least, again, to take. Precautions and make sure not to overexert yourself?
1: Always remember the other factors. The super-duper cold temperatures can aggravate anybody with a lung condition, and especially in our post-COVID world, be aware of your own capacity and your breathing capabilities. The other is heart. You know what? We have undiagnosed cardiac disease in a lot of 40- and 50-year-olds, and going again out in that cold weather and then exerting yourself doing an activity that you're not comfortable doing also can bring out the worst in heart condition. So be very, very aware that if you're experiencing any chest pain. And then of course, again, we talked earlier about your back and your hands. If you have some other physical impediment, find perhaps another way, whether it's to use a snowplow or to get someone else to snowplow or even to shovel one-handed. But again, being conscious that a snowblower is a very, very powerful piece of machinery and it can take over. And so unless you are well-trained in how to use that particular snowblower and you have the physical capacity to manage it under tough conditions, you probably should find some alternative way to getting that snow off your driveway and your pathway.
0: Yeah, it seems that there's something about removing a lot of snow, right? Whether it be with a blower or with a good old-fashioned shovel, that it makes people very anxious to wear They just want to get it over with as soon as possible. And that's when you tend to overdo it, right? You can hurt your back with the shovel. You can get careless with the snowblower because we just want it done ASAP. And sometimes that leads to some of these mishaps that we're talking about, right?
1: So true. So true. And again, if you find if you're struggling, go inside, take a break. And the one other thing I didn't mention is frostbite. In our colder temperatures, especially if your mittens are wet or your gloves are wet, that's another serious problem. So again, be mindful of your own body when you're doing these things. And as you said, yes, the job has to get done, but it doesn't necessarily have to get done that instant. Usually you can go in, afford yourself a break, go to the bathroom, get some warm cup of tea, warm up your hand, rest your back, and then go back outside and either get somebody else to do it for you or then do it in separate in small bites rather than trying to do it all at one bite.
0: Yeah, I know. I've found when we in my area get a really heavy snowstorm where it's going to be like an hour or more cleanup when you're doing it all by yourself, there's no shame in taking that break and going inside and taking a breather, going to the bathroom, maybe just warming up for a few minutes. And that can kind of give you a little second wind to where you're like, okay, I'm halfway done, just one more trip out there and I'm finished. You don't have to be a hero, right?
1: Great advice. Great advice.
0: And I didn't even go to medical school. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) What a team we are, Doc. Exactly. Well, folks, we trust you're now more familiar with avoiding snowblower injuries. Again, they can happen when you least expect it. Dr. Gina Del Savio, a pleasure. Thanks so much again.
1: Thank you. Have a great day.
0: You too. And for more information, please do visit Montefioreslc.org. Again, Montefioreslc.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social media. And thanks again for listening to Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore, St. Luke's, Cornwall. Hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Waller.